0: I'm Rachel Hernandez, real estate investor turned mobile home investor and best-selling author. I make a living investing in mobile homes for cash flow for long-term passive income. After many mistakes and lessons learned, I've been able to create the kind of life where I can do the types of things I want to do, not have to do. I created the Adventures in Mobile Homes podcast to share with you what I've learned So you can spend more time with family, friends, and do things you love. Mobile home investing can help you get there. If you want to hear real stories with practical and actionable advice you can use from someone who's been in the trenches and who's still investing today to create the type of life you love, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. Well, hey there, and welcome to the Adventures in Mobile Homes podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Hernandez, aka Mobile Home Girl of AdventuresinMobileHomes.com. Thank you so much for joining me here on the 25th episode of the podcast. Now, just in case you missed it, be sure to tune in to the last episode, where I talk about how to determine repairs when meeting with sellers for your mobile home investing business. You can find it along with the show notes at www.adventuresinmobilehomes.com slash 24. And that is the number 24. Okay, so let's get started. So last week, I talked about how to figure out what repairs are needed and how much they're gonna cost when going out to look at mobile homes and meeting with sellers. Remember, you need to decide whether or not you're going to do some of the work yourself or hire the work out to contractors before you even visit these homes. By making this decision, you'll know what to do when going out to inspect mobile homes and determining price for labor and or materials. Also remember, you can't do everything. There will be some items that you'll need to outsource, mainly work that requires specialized knowledge and licensing such as electrical, gas, roofing, and heating and air conditioning work. Plumbing is a toss-up. You may be able to do some of it here and there, if you're willing to learn, but for major jobs and those you don't feel comfortable with, do yourself a favor and hire it out. And that's all I'm going to say about that. But today, I want to talk about a related topic. And that is the importance of having an exit strategy when it comes to your mobile home investing business. Because it's not enough to just wing it or just do what everyone else is doing. You have to have a systemized plan of what exactly you're going to do as a mobile home investor when things are good, but when things are bad as well, and don't go according to plan. But before we move on, let's hear a word from our sponsor. Hey there, Rachel here. Are you interested in mobile home investing? If yes, I've got a free mobile home investing course for you. It's called What You Need to Know to Get Started in Mobile Home Investing. It details all the ins and outs of what you need to know before you get started as a mobile home investor. With so much information out there, it's overwhelming to go out and search for what you're looking for. So I put my knowledge and expertise in mobile home investing to work. And it's all in this free training course. You can find it at www.adventuresinmobilehomes.com slash free training class. Again, www.adventuresinmobilehomes.com slash free training class. Grab your seat and get started today. Now, back to the show. Okay, first things first. Let's talk about having an exit strategy. What exactly are you going to do as a mobile home investor from point A to point B? When you eventually find a deal, are you going to fix up the home and sell it? If so, how will you sell it? For payments? For cash? Or are you going to just rent it out? What exactly are your goals? Are you trying to build up cash to buy other deals and just want to wholesale or retail the home out? Or do you want to hold on to this mobile home and keep it by either selling it on payments or renting it out? Who is your customer? What are they looking for? And can you help fill a need with the mobile homes that you intend to buy? These are all questions you should be thinking about as a mobile home investor. If you don't know the answers to these questions, then it's best to take some time and write things down. The majority of this business is planning. Once you have a plan, then it's just a matter of executing that plan. Though you have to know where you're going first before you can become successful. Without having a solid plan on exactly what you want to do and how you intend to do it, it's a recipe for disaster. Now, once you know what exactly you want to do, then you'll have to take some time to analyze the types of neighborhoods that you're working in. What types of clientele do these neighborhoods attract? Are you working in low-end parks, middle-of-the-road type parks, or high-end parks? If you don't know exactly what type of areas that you're working in, you may want to refer back to Episode 7 of this podcast, where I talk about The different types of mobile home parks, which I'll link up here in the show notes. So the neighborhoods and the areas that you choose to do business in will determine exactly what and how much you should put into for repairs for the mobile homes that you intend to buy you have to know what exactly customers are looking for in the areas that you buy and the types of customers that you're going to work with. For example, if you plan to buy and rent a mobile home, then you'll be fixing it up differently than if you intend to buy and sell one. Of course, this will depend on the neighborhood and the types of clientele who choose to live there. If you're working in a low-end park, you don't want to over-rehab the home and put too much money into it. You can only get back so much in return with the types of people the park attracts. And let me tell you, you cannot change the neighborhood. Go with what is renting and or selling and what others, such as the park, other mobile home investors, or even homeowners are doing when it comes to fixing up and marketing these homes. If you've been in real estate for as long as I have, then you may have heard this said before. You don't want to be the nicest home on the block in a low-end neighborhood. Though, it's best to have the worst home in a great neighborhood. Why? Because you can always change the house, but you can't change the neighborhood. And this is still true today. So when you're out looking at mobile homes to buy and doing your inspections with mobile home sellers, you need to keep this in mind. Know who you're going to either rent or sell to. This will help you to determine the fix-up cost you'll have to do and how much exactly you have to fix up these homes for. The same goes for if you're buying in a nice neighborhood. Now, if you're buying in an area with a higher end type of clientele, then you don't wanna under rehab the home. Know what types of materials are being used and how much rehab work others are doing for the homes that they sell or rent in these areas. If you cheap out on a rehab and under rehab a home, it will take you longer to rent or sell it. This is a waste of time and money. And we all know that time is money. Even if you have to spend a little more, it's worth it if you can save time by not having it on the market. Because, as we all know as real estate investors, a vacant house does nothing for anyone. Not for the investor who owns it, or the community where the home sits. And I will tell you, I've been guilty of this myself. There have been times where I've worked nice neighborhoods, as that's my preference as a mobile home investor, and I've under-rehabbed the home that I've had on the market. What ended up happening is that people who view the homes at the open houses that I have, well, they ask me if I'm going to change this or that. Or they ask if I have any other homes available in the park. This has happened to me time and time again. If I had just taken the time to look into what was selling for or renting for in the park, which is an easy fix since I have great relationships with the park managers that I work with, then I would have saved myself a lot of time and money in the end. Unfortunately, my mistakes caused me to have these homes sit longer on the market because these upgrades, they weren't done. And I probably lost out on a lot of good potential residents who would have gladly purchased these homes if they were fixed up according to the market and the features people were looking for in these homes. So don't make the same mistakes that I did. Take the time to do the research. Know what types of upgrades and repairs people are doing who have homes for sale and for rent in the neighborhood. Talk to the park manager if you have to. The park manager always knows what's going on in their own parks. And they can happily answer these questions for you if you have a good relationship. Now, if you missed it, be sure to check out episode eight of this podcast where I talk about how to talk to park managers, which... I'll link up here in the show notes. Getting back to it, once you have a plan on your exit strategy and what you intend to do with the mobile homes that you buy, you have to have a backup plan. I know, I know. In a perfect world, your plan of what you intend to do with the home will work. The process will be smooth. You'll find a buyer or renter in no time. And you'll move on to the next deal. Simple as that, right? Well, not exactly. After over a decade of experience in this business, I've learned to expect the unexpected. And that is why it's important to have a backup plan just in case things don't go your way. One of my favorite quotes from one of my mentors back when I was a sales executive for a Fortune 500 corporation is, and here goes, if you failed a plan, then you plan to fail. I heard this from my mentor time and time again, and it rings true, even to this day. So don't let this be you. Be prepared for the worse and have a backup plan just in case things don't go your way. Get this all down in writing Before you buy. Otherwise. You're setting yourself up. For disaster. And that's not a good thing. Now. I talk more. About the importance. Of having an exit strategy. And a backup plan. In my book. Real estate investing sucks. How to find your niche. And dominate. If you'd like to check it out which I'll link up here in the show notes. So give it some thought. Think about what you'll do if for some reason you can't sell or rent the mobile homes that you have on the market. Will you go back and fix it up again? Or will you reduce the price? Will you put more marketing effort into it? Will you market it to investors or to people who are looking for something to fix up? These are all questions to ask yourself. But before you do any of this, you have to know exactly what the problem is. Why is the home not selling or renting? Is it the home itself? Do people not like how it's fixed up? Or is it the neighborhood? Are you getting the wrong types of people who want to buy or rent the home? And let me tell you, I've run into this issue in the past, and usually, I've had to adjust my marketing. Which tends to work. Though, there was my $2,000 nightmare where I ended up just selling the home to another investor as I wasn't working in the right type of neighborhood. One that fit my personality. Now, I won't go into this story in this episode, but... I will cover it in a future episode down the road, so stay tuned. Getting back to it, you have to analyze exactly what is happening if the mobile home you have on the market isn't selling or renting, and it's not just the market. Yes, I've given that as an excuse when this happens to me when a home is not selling or renting. And it doesn't help to talk to the park manager who may agree with you. Again, they are employees, not entrepreneurs like me and you. When things don't go according to plan, as investors and business owners, we have to adjust, figure out what's wrong, take action, and adjust accordingly. So yes, there will be times when your exit strategy doesn't seem to work. The home you have may not be selling or renting you may not get the types of residents that you want to work with. Or there may be things in the home that need more fixing up. Or like me, you may just be working in the wrong type of neighborhood, which may be attracting the wrong types of people. Those that don't work with your personality. Or your marketing may not be effective. Whatever the case or the reason, you need to face reality and decide on a backup plan. Now, if you can have a backup plan before you buy, that would be great. But I understand, as I've been there. You may not be thinking about this when you're buying the home or even fixing it up for that matter, but you have to. It's just one of those things. You gotta do what you gotta do. And that means coming up with a backup plan when things don't go your way. So there you have it. My take on how the importance of having an exit strategy and what it can do for you as a mobile home investor when you're just starting out. Again, you can't just wing things and go with the flow. That's not going to work. And you won't be successful if you go that route. Instead, you have to have a plan on what exactly you're going to do with the mobile homes you get into your inventory before you buy. Don't tell yourself, oh, I'll just figure it out later after the purchase and see what happens. Honestly, that kind of thinking is a recipe for disaster. Don't just haphazardly go into these things. Those who are successful plan for the worst. Sure, you'll make mistakes, and that's all part of the learning process. Though, if you can minimize the mistakes that you make by planning ahead, then you'll be much further along than those who don't. And remember, you also have to have a backup plan, just in case things don't go your way. Because they don't always do. And honestly, it's never a smooth process from beginning to end. There will be bumps in the road and obstacles that will get in your way. Though if you can learn to plan ahead and be prepared, then you'll know how to deal with these issues when they come along. And if you need help with anything, let me know. I do offer mentoring to those who need it. I'll put up a link here with more info in the show notes if you're interested. So... What did you think? Did this episode help you as a mobile home investor? I hope so. If you've enjoyed the show and find value with it, please consider supporting the show. I've enjoyed this podcasting journey so far, and it's something that I've always wanted to do. I'll include a link in the show notes on how you can support me if you'd like to check it out. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes where I link up some of the resources mentioned here. You can find it at www.adventuresinmobilehomes.com slash 25. And that is the number 25. Again, www.adventuresinmobilehomes.com twenty five, And if you've enjoyed this episode, please be sure to share it with family and friends. And be sure to subscribe. If you have some time, I'd love to hear your feedback through a short Apple podcast review. Until next time, this is Rachel Hernandez, aka Mobile Home Girl, of the Adventures in Mobile Homes podcast, signing off. Thanks for listening.